What's up, Nation? AJ Riley here for another edition of Beyond the Box with my good buddy Eric Vincent. You know him from the Detroit Sports Nation News Desk. He's also been a guest host here, Beyond the Box, a few weeks ago. He's back and ready to talk football. And we're talking to start, Eric. If you look good, you play good. That's what they say. Facts. So if you look good, you play good. And recently there have been some news that has broken about the NFL allowing teams to wear an alternate helmet, mm-hmm. I think is quite awesome. The Panthers have come out and they've got like a black helmet with some pretty slick designs on it. The Houston Texans also have a, I forget what they call it, but it was like a, an, a red version, like almost an all red version of their helmet. And it looks pretty slick. So that got us to thinking when we were planning for this show, what types of uniform changes would we like to see for maybe particular teams? So I'm going to throw the ball to you first. What type of change would you make to any uniform that you could make football related? Okay, Look good, play good is an absolute must, by the way, for teams. If you not fly on the field, your production doesn't matter. It should be a Madden rating is what it should be. That's a good topic in itself. Absolutely. 100%. (laughs) I would. So if I were to stick with the Lions, I'm pretty sure this is a widespread theory or thought between Lions fans. The gray jerseys need to go. I am so done with the gray jerseys with the really? Detroit Lions. I actually I'm, love the gray jerseys. No, you don't. Yes, no. I do. I actually oh, do. Man. I like it better than the black jersey that they used to have. You just ruined my segment. <laughs> How? No, you don't. No, yes, you I don't. Do. You do not like the gray jerseys oh, more than the gosh. all blacks. Man, this is hot right off the top. Why do you not like the gray jerseys? They're just they're bland, slick, man. They're, they're bland. I don't think you could do too much with the cleats. Like you to me, are I feel literally like... talking about the most bland uniform in the in the NFL. The grays are. I no, would agree you're with talking that. Talking about the team with the most bland uniforms in the NFL. The blue with the gray. The blue with the gray. The white <laughs> with the gray. Like. The gray on gray is a slick look, man. Nah, man. For me, like, I'm a Calvin Johnson stand. So when the first time I saw them in the all blacks, and then he had the visor to go with it, that set everything over the top. But now you go guys who go crazy with the gloves and the cleats. You can't get that with the gray. I, I don't see it with nobody looking that fly. Who's your favorite lion in the Lions in the gray alternates they got? Who's the I, cleanest on the team with the gray? Stafford pulled it off when he was a lion. Oh, swagless Stafford. Like I love Stafford to death, but we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna give Stafford those swag style points for this grace. No. Okay, we're not sure, doing that. Listen, when you talk about the gray uniform, it's such a good change up. Like I understand the desire for the black uniform, and I liked the black uniform when it came out. I think they were, as I've talked about on the show previously, they were a bit of a curse to this team. But low key, yeah. But <laughs> As a color rush uniform, which is what those grays are, they're not bad because they don't have a lot to work with. They really don't. I'll definitely give you that. I just didn't think all gray was going to be the move that they did to shake things up for the team. How else would you shake it up? If you were to give them a color rush uniform, how would you shake it up? I would maybe add a little more blue to it. I think they just dominate. Again, I know it's it kills it with the color rush idea, but I think the all gray, just the top to bottom thing, no. Maybe flex a little bit of white or some more blue in there. But again, I think the all, again, it came from the 0-16 era, so 
probably not gonna see it. But I missed that. I missed the all black. That was that. I don't think anything will be fresher. But that was the thing. They didn't wear all black. It was At least the jerseys, jerseys they did. Yeah. yeah. So if you're so, gonna truthfully, if you want my honest opinion, okay. If you're going to do a color rush jersey and you really want to like shock everybody, you go with a full black uniform. I would black love shoes, that. Black socks. Black pants with the blue and gray stripe down the side, the black uniforms that are redesigned so they don't look as clunky, but then a black helmet with the blue lion with a black or blue face mask. I'm with that. I'm with it. And I like got an opportunity for an alternate helmet. That's where I would go. And they got stylish looking players on the field. I love I think Jameson Williams can freak that. I think Jamal Williams, the other receivers, DeAndre Swift, I think, and deck it out with the nice visor. It just seems limited with the gray. All black? Ooh, ooh, that would be nice, especially with the helmet. I think that would be tough. I'll be all the way down for that. Yeah, I I have longed for the Lions to do something different with their helmet. I understand, like, tradition and, I mean, their Thanksgiving uniforms. I actually like the Thanksgiving Day uniforms, like the true throwback, but there's no flash to it, right? I. Listen, no, not at all. All the swag is on your side of the show. I completely understand that, and I have no problem admitting that. With that yep. I'm a kind of guy that believes classics never go out of style, and I just have always lived in that vein. So I'm not – I am definitely not the swaggiest, shall we say. That's why but I'm here. That's that why I'm happy why to be here, here, to help you. Yes. That's exactly <laughs> why you're here, and I am so glad that you are. I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to ask you, outside of Detroit – any anything you would change you know what i don't know if i would be, you know what you actually spoke on the texans like little red metallic helmets i don't love those really? i really don't i don't think those look that good and i think you know what they had that was working i don't know if they still do because i don't watch a ton of texans football Nobody the does. all red jerseys they had were tough yeah. I like those a lot with the DeAndre Hopkins, when Andre Johnson was rocking them. Those are clean. Yeah. If they still have those, cool. Maybe, I don't know, maybe add silver or gray for them. Like, I think that would work. I'm not a – I saw them online. I didn't love the all-red helmets that they debuted. I thought those were just kind of too loud for me. I couldn't do it. Anything in college? For college, I side with you on that. You're a good, you're a good classics guy. Like to me, I freak out whenever I see just like the helmets look different in college football. Like to me, I like the classic look for that. I don't know if I would tweak too many, at least not off top, because I kind of like how they stand out. Do, do you like Michigan State's that they made to the New Jerseys the last season? I thought they were fresh. Like I'm not a huge fan of Michigan State's uniforms, just because I'm not a fan of Michigan State, but. <laughs> I do appreciate when state goes with the all green pants, green jersey, like that dark forest green, yeah. but then the green helmet with the S on the side. I think that's a smooth look for them. I'm with that. Yeah, I, I like, but I do like for teams to have some kind of options. If you can piggyback off Oregon does, you're going to get some brownie points in my book, but they got, they had a whole other stratosphere yeah, with their jerseys. Yeah, so. Insane. When they got helmets that act as mirrors, that's just crazy. Just insane. Next level. Yeah. So for me, if there was something that I was going to change about a uniform, I would get rid of the Patriots uniform. I think it is the worst uniform in football. It's so bad. I hate it. Especially when they have that red with the blue and white stripe uniform. Okay. I would revert back to those. I think they're not great. So uh, it, are those not also classics for the NFL too? The red ones? Yeah. The blue ones that they're wearing I, now? No, they're terrible. 
Those are classic. Tom Brady jerseys and those all up and down the street everywhere. Nah, it's not a good look. I don't like it. I don't like it. I would would go back to the red and the gray pants or the red and the white pants. Okay, I do the red jerseys. I'm with you on the rebrand just because I'm tired of Tom Brady in any way to just (laughs) kill his history is fine with me. But I don't have a problem. You said get rid of them completely. That's a tough saying right there. Just get rid of them completely and go to the red and whites because you're literally called the Patriots and you have red, white, and gray. That's fair. I didn't know those were national colors. I thought it was red, white, and blue. That's fair. Do, your, yeah. do it the right way. I like the logo with the guy holding the ball and snapping behind it. I thought that was cool, but... That's exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. That's what you want to stick with. That's okay. a, the white helmet with that dude on the side with the red jerseys and the white and blue stripe on the shoulder pad. That's what I'm talking about. Get back to those because I think those are awesome. I'm with that. I, I like to see the... Go ahead. I also would like to see the Buccaneers bring back the Dreamsicle. No, you don't. You know. No, now we're off the rails. Now we're off the rails. No, come on, man. That's no such a way. Good look. Why uh, do you hate it? No, man. They killed those with Josh Freeman. They can't bring those back. Let the boys sit. Come on, man. It's like the Tennessee Volunteers in Tampa Bay, Florida. Oh God, nothing made me more bad than watching Mike Allstott run over the Lions in those ugly, nasty <laughs> jerseys. Oh no, please don't bring those back. In college, though, I think Michigan's home uniform needs to dismiss the maze pants and go strictly all Navy. I love that look. I wish that they would stick with it. I think Ohio State needs to do away with any and every alternate jersey that they've ever tried because they have all been terrible. Facts. Like legitimately the worst alternate jersey. Do you remember when they had the thick gray stripe and the red? It was awful. Terrible. Came up with that idea. That was bad. So bad. So I just, like you said and alluded to, I'm a classics guy. Like, I love Alabama. I love uh, the Notre Dame uniforms. I love Penn State's uniforms. I love those classic uniforms. I think that you can, they're just fantastic. But I would tweak Michigan's. Even though it's classic, I would go with the all blue home uniforms because they, one, play very well in them, and two, look pretty doggone good doing it. I'm with that. I'm with that. Did you see the Bengals that say they're going to debut the all-white oh, alternates? Woo! No, those are clean. Fresh. That yeah, I like those, a lot. It's, it's going to be it's, going it's to be very good. It's going to be horrible getting them clean, but they're going to look good while they're on the field the hey, first that's quarter. That's their or so. equipment manager's problem, man. That's yeah. their problem. You just <laughs> go out and build. get those things as dirty as that's you it. possibly can. We're a few weeks away from August, which means we're that much closer to the start of college football, and then NFL football. And as we've been doing on this show the last couple weeks, two weeks ago you and I rated our top five quarterbacks. Last week, Dylan and myself, we rated the top five running backs. I admitted that his list was better than mine, so I'm not above doing that. So this week we want to talk about wide receivers, Eric. Let's go ahead and let's talk about going into 2022's NFL season. With it getting ready to kick off, who are or who do we believe are the top five wide receivers heading into this season? I'm going to let you start. Who's number oh. five for you? Okay. All right. We'll go the same way that we did last time. We'll go the exact same way that we did last time, man. Okay. I know this guy was mad about his Madden rating, and hopefully he's not mad about this one. I got Jamar Chase number five. 
I think he was sensational in his all-pro season. I think he got all the props that he deserved, and I'm super excited to see what he does with Cincinnati. Moving forward, 81 catches last season, just under 1,500 yards, 13 touchdowns. The reason I got him at five, though, is it's his rookie season. Again, it was spectacular of a debut. I can't take anything against him. He had a little bit of trouble with catching the ball. He had some drops throughout the season. I think he led with nine time with Keenan Allen. Fantastic player. Love him as a deep threat. But again, it's his first season. If you do it again, you might have a bigger argument for getting higher on that list. You got him all the way down at the bottom? I got to put him at five. I have to. I no. This NFL is as deep as it's ever been in wide receivers. Sure. So it sure. hurt me to put him at five, but I have to based on the guys I got in front of him. I know one of the guys that you have in front of him who's actually who I have behind him, and that's Justin Jefferson. You have him at five? And I'll tell you why. Oh. I would much rather as a wide receiver have Joe Burrow throwing me the ball than Kirk Cousins. If we're talking about the top five wide receivers going into the 2022 season, Chase has a better opportunity with the quarterback that he has than Jefferson does with the quarterback or lack thereof that he has. Okay. I had Joe Burrow in my top five quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. And people, I wasn't alone in that air either. That You thought that other people were drinking the crazy juice like I was. I got so much backlash for putting him so low on my <laughs> list. I didn't know they were repping like the Beyonce fans. Joe Burrow fans are insane, so I got a lot of backlash out of that. And all I'm saying is, if that's the case, then I'm going to demote Justin Jefferson a little bit. Fantastic receiver, right? We're like, when you get to this point and you're talking about the top five wide receivers in the NFL, he's still really good. I just think Jamar Chase is better. Yeah, I'm not mad. Again, he's he is fantastic. I think he, I really want to see how high up you have him based on that argument. Who, um, Jamar Chase? Yeah, I want to see how high you have it. We'll keep You'll going level out. by level. I want to. I'm gonna wait, but You'll I'm, find out. I'm gonna dig into that a little bit yeah, more. We'll, we'll keep sure. going. So I actually have Justin Jefferson at five. Okay. And Jamar Chase yet to be determined. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good build up. Who do you got at right. four? Four. I got somebody who's really slept on it. I don't think it's enough credit in this conversation. I gotta go, Stephon Diggs. I think he has been Bingo. fantastic in Buffalo. 103 catches last season, 1,225 yards, 10 touchdowns. And it wasn't just a splash season. He did it just the season before, played better, actually. 127 yards, 1,500. Excuse me, 127 catches, 1,500 yards, eight touchdowns. He's been fantastic. Everyone wanted to see if he could really establish himself as the guy in Buffalo with Josh Allen, who's a top three quarterback at this point, I don't see him slowing down anytime soon. I love Stefan Diggs at number four. Very nice. We're in lockstep. Okay, I got okay. him at number four as well. Okay. And again, I go back to the quarterback play. Yes, I think that Josh Allen is a top three quarterback. And the reason why I had him so much higher than Joe Burrow was because of the plays that he can make with his legs. But when it comes to passing ability, I give the edge to Joe Burrow. Now Josh Allen has a cannon. Let's not let's not discredit that, but that's not always the best way to throw the ball. And because of that, I have Stefan Diggs at four. The fact that he was traded for Minnesota, first of all, is crazy. They let him go. Uh, good crazy. good for the Bills to make that deal to get some weapons around Josh Allen and to then also sign, even though I'm not a big proponent of signing huge extensions to wide receivers, because I think, as you've said, it's a very deep position in the NFL, which means that it is 
an easily replaceable position and probably less valuable position than others. Mm -hmm. It is so dependent on so many different factors, right? Mm -hmm. Your offensive line doesn't block, ball doesn't get to you. Quarterback doesn't throw the ball in the right place on the right time, the ball doesn't get to you. Mm -hmm. It's very dependent on factors, so I think it's very the least valuable position in football. However, he's still really good, and they gave him to Josh Allen to be a weapon, and Josh Allen's done well with that. Yeah, he's one of the best route runners in the NFL. And again, you talked about the big arm that Allen has. You can throw it deep, but you got to go intermediate. When you have a guy like him and the, the rapport that they've developed, it's going to be very fun watching those two develop over and the next And remember years. that this is going into the 2022 season. So how yes. are we, they going to play? So who do you have at three? <sighs> Number three, I have I Cooper know. Cup. Oh, love this. No. I love Cooper Cup. He was huge on my fantasy team. I got him in his triple crowd year. 145 catches, just under 2,000 yards, 16 touchdowns, an awesome postseason run, Super Bowl MVP. Like, it's an, an awesome blocker, too. I really love his comparison of Heinz Ward because for two reasons. One, it speaks to his ability to block and do other things. Two, it sheds the... Because normally when you have a white receiver, you compare him to another white receiver. You're sure. doing it different with a Hyde's Ward. And I think it's very suitable for a guy like Cooper Cup, who yeah, he's a big guy, 6'2", I think. So he's inside like receiver, but he's big in that. So I think he's I think him and Stafford are going to have a huge season bounce back. Could have won MVP this season. I thought he could get more consideration in that. But yeah, Cup has a lot of upside still, but I put him at number three. Here's where Jamar Chase comes into the conversation. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. At three. You notice I haven't said cup yet. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Okay. okay. Yeah. I think I know, you know what that's going to be. Yeah. So I like cup at three for you, but I can't leave Jamar Chase off of my list. And I've already listed Stefan Diggs. I've already listed Justin Jefferson. So I put Jamar Chase at three okay. because of one, the rookie season that he had. Don't expect a sophomore slump from him. And I'll tell you why I don't expect it. He's not the only guy in Cincinnati. There are other people that have to be covered in Cincinnati, including Joe Mixon out of the backfield, which opens things up for him. Mm -hmm. He is a very good deep ball threat. He can get off of coverage and he can get out of coverage and he can has a quarterback that can get him the ball when he is open. They've already shored up the offensive line. I think these two, Joe Burrow specifically, Jamar Chase adjacently, are going to have a very productive season. I do. I want your feedback on this, though, because I remember when Odell popped off his rookie year and people were asking, was he top five and or top ten? When, again, it was another crowded, talented core of receivers in the NFL. It doesn't bother you to put him so high after just one season i'm totally with you on the projection i'm totally with you on getting better and not having a sophomore slump but based on the other guys around him you don't think it's high to put him up there who did odell have around him as weapon threats that could take concentration away from him to where he could run rounds? nobody really okay. victor cruz who was hurt sterling sharp yeah okay Sterling Shepard. Shepard, yeah. like <laughs> Yes, respect the legend. But, but then also, who did OBJ have throwing him the ball? The guy who turned out to be better than Baker Mayfield, which I'm surprised with, Eli Manning. <laughs> because people out on that. because That's fair. Eli may be the most overrated quarterback to have two Super Bowl wins. I agree. 
but it's still Baker Mayfield who we were talking about. Okay. I at least and thought he would be an improvement from that. You hate Baker Mayfield. From I can't ago. say like, it enough. You can't say it enough. Absolutely despise this guy, and I get it. Like you, what if he would have become a Detroit Lion this year? Out of through everything in my room i would have <laughs> lost my mind if we had decided him again i'm not a big jared goff fan but if we sure. had to minimize ourselves to baker mayfield as our bridge i would have had to boycott the nfl for a minute i can't so, not for baker so listen the reason why i can have him so high is when you have guys like t higgins right and i'm blanking on their other let me look this up real quick. Yep, I forgot his name too. Yeah, they got a couple guys that can stretch the field. They do, um, and do run a good intermediate routes uh, as well. Hold on, I'm looking. It's coming up. There we go. Tyler Boyd. That's who I'm thinking of. T. Mm-hmm. Higgins and Tyler Boyd that are threats in and of themselves and very good receivers in their own. They're not going to make a top five list. They're not going to make a top ten list, but they garner enough attention to pull coverage from Jamar Chase, including their tight end. Like Joe Burrow has weapons to throw to. And I don't think that just because he had a good rookie season, he can't follow that up. OBJ did not have guys around him that could pull coverage. That's true. And, but he still performed, which I got to give him credit for. Right. Now for Jamar again, I see it. I have no problem with him being there, but I, I, Based on the guys that are around him and the guys I have in front of him, I cannot put him in front of them. Not off of just one season. I got to see at least one more to really Which, crown you in that elite status. Now I know who your number two is. So who's uh, your number maybe. two? I, I mean, it's a... <laughs> I've got an idea based on the way that my number five choice went. That's fair. Okay, then I would, it's a guy I think that's in line for a big payday. It's Justin Jefferson. I think I've seen him enough. He's terrorized the Lions. Even when they didn't have... Very good. Yeah, you were talking about, like, the ability to play without attention being garnered away from you. Like, he was getting doubled a lot last season, and they didn't have Thielen through a lot of of the season when he was getting hurt. So, even with that, he was getting the ball. I like how he catches with his hands, not with his body. He's a deep threat. He can separate very well as a route runner. A lot of the LSU receivers have that knack. They do. I love the way he plays. Yeah, I love the, <laughs> I love the way he plays. 108 yards, 1600 yards, just over that. Oh, geez, I keep doing that. 108 catches, just over 1600 yards, yeah. 10 touchdowns, and he just he did it good his rookie year too. Like it wasn't just a flash in the pan season right. for him. Like he's been building, and I think he'll only play better coming in for a new contract he's looking for soon. But again, his quarterback is Kirk Cousins. I agree. He's terrible. So I don't like him- Kirk either. That's why I couldn't put him this high on this list. Because of wide receiver being so dependent. This is probably a different conversation if we're talking about running backs. Because it doesn't really matter who your quarterback is so much. But when it's such a dependent position, I can't put somebody like Justin Jefferson so high because of who Kirk Cousins is. Now, I I still think he's great. And I still think he's really good. And I still think that he's the fifth best. I just can't put the, him higher, man. But the fact that he's balled out twice, doesn't that kind of show you that he's that real deal? That he should be a little bit, at least above have, Jamar. You got to put him above Jamar Chase. Did he have a drop-off this year from his first year? Is 1,600 yards a drop-off? I wouldn't say that. I'm just asking. I'm just I'm going to compare his stats right now. Yeah, please. I don't think he was horrible. I know he was over 1,000 yards. He was, I think, at like 80 catches, which is still pretty good for a rookie season. No, he which actually is what Jam- improved this year. 
Yeah, like he's out of it, again. It's with Kirk Cousins and, and in and out of the lineup. Thielen. He also dropped six percent more passes. He does. He does. Yep. He got a little couple drop problems, and so does oh. Jamar. But again, the fact that he's only done it in one season and Justin's done it twice, even with those drops, he's still just as or more productive. Yeah. Again, his second option's coming back. Thielen's going to help draw that attention off with Dalvin Cook in the backfield. I can't put Jamar in front of him. I just can't do it. I'll tell you who I can put in front of him. Please. Cooper Cup, who's my okay. number two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Cooper Cup, even without Stafford, when he had Jared Goff throwing him the ball, was still a decent, solid receiver. And then when he actually got a quarterback, we saw what he actually could do. And that's be an elite receiver. Mm-hmm. Now, I still think that there's one wide receiver that's better than him. And I think that we actually agree on this. I'm but, surprised, but yeah. But, and there's a specific reason why I agree on this. Okay. Cooper Cup is phenomenal. And I think heading into the 2022 season, he's only going to improve on what he did because he still has Matthew Stafford. And Matthew Stafford's going to be able to get him the ball. There's going to be weapons around them still. And even Cup, like, Cup, not a major deep threat like some of the other guys no. on the list, but he yeah. runs phenomenal routes, has a knack for getting open, and can really put pressure on a defense. So for me, number two is Cooper Cup. Now, number one. Okay. Do we say Devontae it on three? Adams. Yeah, let's, oh, there you go. Oh, you already said that. Okay, never mind. Sorry. We tried to do the same with Pat Mahomes last time. Sorry. <laughs> but, yes, Devontae Adams, I think, is the best wide receiver heading into the 2022 season. Why do you think that he is the best receiver heading into 2022? Because I think the Raiders' offense with him is going to be more exciting and explosive than the Packers uh, coming into next season. I think the Packers fumbled tremendously letting him go. I don't care about how much he wanted. I don't care what he demanded. Devontae Adams is amazing. He is a real deal. 123 catches last season, 100 or 1,553 yards, 11 touchdowns. He's had what? I think he's been over a thousand yards three times of his five seasons in the NFL. We talked about crisp route runners, but he's that big body too. And you see how imposing he's going to be. I don't have any doubt that he'll be able to get the same kind of rapport with the Derek Carr, where there are also amazing weapons around with the Raiders, I think this is a perfect fit for him, but I think he'll be up for another monster season in the NFL. Do you think his quarterback play is going to affect him? Do you think that there's a drop-off from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr? No, and if it's and if it's a drop off, it's not significant. I don't think I don't think he'll finish with less than twelve hundred yards this season. I, he'll have injury, double, of course, barring but, injury, but, of course. But yeah, twelve hundred and double digit touchdowns is what I expect from him for sure. Yeah, Devonte, the numbers that he put up in Green Bay, yes, Aaron Rodgers is a pretty good quarterback, but he did that with nobody taking attention away from him. Now you've got Devonte Adams, you've got Darren Waller, you've got. Mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs out of the backfield if you need him. Plenty of people that can get the eyes of the defense away from Devontae Adams, and it's going to be very interesting to see how the dynamic of the Raiders' offense changes because it wasn't wasn't a terrible offense, and Mm -hmm. Derek Carr may be one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. Absolutely. And it's going to be very interesting come 2022 to see how Devontae elevates that offense, but then – 
the recognition that Derek Carr could get based on, you know, the addition of Devontae Adams to the Raiders. It's going to be yeah. – it's good. This list is definitive. I don't think you can argue with it. We have the same five players maybe just in a different order, but can, it's the best top five list. Go ahead. Let me ask you a question because I feel like we're going to get killed for this. Why do you not have Tyreek Hill in your top five? I think Tyreek Hill's a one-trick pony. Like, Ooh. really, all he's good at doing is running deep. I don't mm. see him coming across the middle. I don't see him making – yes, he's fast, and it's really good to be fast and run past people, but there's more to playing wide receiver than that. And on top of that, he has Tua throwing him the football. Huge. That's it. <laughs> do you, who do you think has a bigger year, him or Jalen Waddle? Because I like that pairing, but I, something inside me thinks that Waddle might be the bigger receiver next season. It's not difficult to cover two deep routes. <laughs> so one of them's got to get really good at running routes across the middle if they want to be productive. Yeah, I think like that'll speed be is Listen, you can't teach speed. Speed is one of those things, but it's not difficult to to cover two, especially two deep routes down the field if you're not clearing anything out. Now, those two could mean if those two are taking the top off of a defense, that could definitely mean that a third player has a very productive season. But I can't put him on this list. Given the names that we've thrown out here, you can't put him on this list right now. You could if Patrick Mahomes had thrown him the ball, but he's a one-trick pony. Yeah, and the shots he's been throwing at – Pat Mahomes, oh, can I get the ball? Can I like, bro? You were targeted more than anybody else. Like, what are you talking yeah, about? Like, no, he, very shocked by what he's been saying since he's been in Miami. They all do it. They all run their mouth for no reason at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just went, he got his money. If I got my money, I'd be quiet. But I, I mean, you know. Tyreek Hill is as effective in Kansas City if Travis Kelsey is not there. That's another argument you could make. Absolutely, I don't see. I don't see the upside with Tyreek in, in my. I, I'm not high on Tua. I don't see it because he got paid a boatload of money. Does not mean that he's a great wide receiver. Sometimes we see receivers take a drop off after they get that money. They become complacent and they just say, "All right, I got what I wanted." So, especially if they're not going to win, going to be winning. That's something to think about. But it is going to be interesting, and that is going to do it for us as we look forward to the 2022. NFL and college football season. Eric, I appreciate you again coming on Beyond the Box and hanging out with me for a little bit. Yes, sir. We're gearing up. We're getting ready for football season, and we could not be more excited. Before we take off, I want to remind you to hit that bell so you can get notifications for uh, all your Detroit sports breaking news. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and all other social platforms, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, for the latest in Detroit sports news because we cover everything. This has been Beyond the Box for Eric Vincent. I am.